Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. Amazon is changing the way we think about TVs. Say hello to the Amazon Fire TV Omni Series, a new 4K ultra-high-definition smart TV with Dolby Vision and hands-free Alexa. This is Amazon's first hands-free TV with all your favorite Fire TV and Alexa features now in one TV. You can stream all of your favorite content, shows, music, and more. The Amazon Fire TV Omni Series is available in a variety of sizes and competitive prices in store at Best Buy or at Amazon.com. Hey, everybody, it's Sam with Wrestling Overtime with your Thursday News and Thoughts Part 2. Promise you guys that since I got to talking um, in Part 1, we only covered uh, five talk topics, four, five topics that I would come back and do part two. What I didn't realize that Thursday, I guess afternoon, evening, story broke. And I try to keep these under 30 minutes, but you guys who have been listening to this podcast for a while know how I feel on this subject, and I'm I'm not getting tired of talking about it. I almost said I was. I'm not. I'm going to continue to talk about it as long as it's in the news. And for the person who wrote me and said that I was only doing it for the women, you show me a news article or you show me a tweet or you show me anything where this is happening to a male wrestler. And I'll go off about it, too. I just went over this three days ago, two days ago. Peyton Royce came out and said, don't find my home. Do not send me packages to my home. Well, today it breaks. Alexa Bliss is having a big problem with one person continuing to send her troubling messages on social media. Guys, social media is getting out of control. You wonder why your favorite wrestler, when you go on Twitter, the little uh, envelope is not highlighted. They do not want private messages from you. You wonder why you can't message them on Instagram. It's because of people like this. You know, I have talked to people who say, I post on Instagram for my fans to let them see the pictures of my life that I want them to see or that I want them to experience with me. But I don't read any of the comments. And I said, really, you don't read any of the comments that your friends write? And she said, no. 
I hope that they text them to me or the next time I see them, they say something. But I can't. I can't put up with the I love yous, I want to do this, that, and the other. Will you send me feet pictures? I want – will you DM me? Can I DM you? Will you friend me back? Um, can I meet you? I um, – heard you're single, want to be your boyfriend. When you see that they have 2,700 comments or 5,500 comments, and you hit that comment button and read some of that stuff, it's no wonder they don't want to. Well, Alexa Bliss was reading hers, and maybe all the wrestlers need to read them if she is getting this. He, this guy who has been sending her messages, he has made serious threats about Ryan Cabrera, her fiance. They turned him in um, to social media. And let the police know. He has now came back, obviously, with a new account. Um, and I have it. It's Albert space little space 666. And he is now claiming... Alexa Bliss married him and is his wife. Uh, and that Ryan Cabrera is, quote, a bad man who is in the way of getting her back home, unquote. The authorities are now involved in this. This is ridiculous. Now, To me, who has worked in mental health, it sounds like he has a mental health issue. I hope he is able to get the treatment that he needs and he deserves. But to you out there who think that you're going to make contact with your favorite wrestler this way, this is not how you go about doing it. Hitting them up in their DM saying, hey, I heard you're coming to my town. Would you like to um, save some money and spend the night at my house? Not the way to get off on the right foot. Um, Guys, it's one in a million. And I know when I say that, somebody are going to say, well, I'm going to be that one. Or they watch a movie or something where... Somebody meets a star, and they hit it off. Yes, I guess it does happen, but here's the thing, guys. Your pickup lines, your asking for feet pictures, your just bothering them has got to stop. Telling them... Be careful. You had a great match. Um, I hope your next opponent is Roman Reigns. 
I heard your contract's running out. I hope you go to AEW. I hope you get a better situation. Things like that is being supportive. You guys got to get it under control. Stop sending packages to their houses. Quit following them home and quit leaving nasty messages on their social media. Please. All right. Well, let's get to the news. Let's start with something boring that will calm me down. Let's go to the numbers for Wednesday night. AEW, there's no other way to say it. Just beat the crap out of NXT. Um, it was beach break. They put on a show. Uh, they had AEW was third in the ratings for cable. They had 844,000 people there and they were point thirty two in the important demographic of 18 to 49. NXT was 51 in cable ratings. They had 610,000, which is a 234,000, uh, almost a quarter million people difference. And they were point fifteen in the ratings. Um, when NXT does not at least halfway fill out a card, publicize it, and make it seem like it's special, it seems like they're hitting between six six fifty six hundred. To 650,000 is what I mean. Um, that seems to be their sweet spot. And I don't know what they can do to get over that. Uh, I really don't. Um, I wish they would move to Thursday nights. But I I know they're not going to do that. But I wish they would. Um, Bianca Belair. She was on BT Sport. And she was asked this question, and I don't know why you would ask this question. But after it was asked, I was like, huh, wonder what her answer would be. Um, because, you know, if I'm sitting in front of Bianca Belair, asking her whether she has any interest in joining Roman Reigns if she was offered to take a seat at his table. Would she do it? I don't know that I would ask Bianca Belair that question. I don't know that that would be one of the first 20 questions that would pop into my head. I'm not 100% sure why she would join Roman Reigns. Um, She's not Samoan. I hope that they didn't ask that thinking she was. She's not Samoan. Um, she's not related to him as far as I know. Um, she's not a heel that I know of. Um, she doesn't have a connection. So, unless he just wanted to recruit excellent, athletic, charismatic people into his group, his table... I don't know why he would ask her to join them. Um, it is being said that 
they're going to create a faction called the Bloodline. Really not sure how Bianca Belair fits into that. She answered it really well, though. She said, I will take every opportunity that comes my way, and I'll make the best of it. And so she didn't say, yeah, I'll jump at it. But you know what? She also didn't say, I would turn that down. And I thought that was interesting. And keeping your options open when you're this young and you're just new to the main roster, I think, is probably the best bet for you. Um, Talking to Leecha Lubre online. Found this really interesting. Tony Schiavone discussed his career in pro wrestling. He had only positive things to say about his time at WWE. He was there a very short period of time. Um, from 1989 to 1990. And I don't know that it even equated a year. Um, he didn't like living in Connecticut. He made that very clear. He said, I was raised in Virginia. I moved to North Carolina when I went to Crockett. And, you know, he then moved to Georgia where he does Atlanta Braves baseball sometimes now. And, of course, he is in Jacksonville a lot because of AEW. He's a southern boy. Um, he makes no bones about it. If you get him and JR talking on a podcast about JR's Oklahoma Sooners and um, Tony Schiavone's Atlanta Braves and Georgia Bulldogs, it's an interesting conversation. So I imagine he was a little out of place in Connecticut. He talked about how expensive it was up there. And he said the area that they ended up moving to, he didn't feel like it was a good place for him really to raise a family with the values that they wanted to instill. But he said he made the decision because of his family to leave the WWE, to come back down south. Because he thought that was what was best. But he said, leaving the WWE was something I regretted for many years. And I can kind of see that. Um, I would have liked to hear him in the 90s. Uh, what he would have thought at the beginning parts of the Attitude Era. And into the attitude area. How would he have shaped that? Because we know the voices of announcers shape our perceptions of what's going on in and out of the ring, the stories that are being told. And they kind of give the the view the company is wanting, the path that the company is wanting to take this storyline down. And I kind of wonder if anything would have changed, and how it would have changed. Now, I, I like this story. Um, it makes me like Buddy Murphy even more. Bo Dallas, mm, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I can take him or leave him. But 
because of the unpredictability of wrestling right now due to COVID-19 and the travel restrictions and people just kind of getting tired of staying in their house all the time, that if a WWE superstar is scheduled to be at work, then they've been told they need to be there. Even if the company has no plans to use them. Even if they haven't been told beforehand, oh, you've got this storyline, because they may be in the production meeting or creative team meeting earlier that day, earlier that morning, late last night. You don't know, and they have now created this big storyline. You need to show up for work. And one thing that has been noted by numerous sources if you read any of the internet sites, is that Buddy Murphy and Bo Dallas show up every single week ready to work. They have their gear. They're ready to go. They're in the mindset. And they especially mention Buddy Murphy. His storyline basically getting cut off, you know, when – um, Seth Rollins had to leave and then the Mysterios got COVID-19 and they took them off in the month of December so they really didn't have anything for Buddy Murphy to do but you know he didn't go home he didn't he didn't stop coming he didn't stop working out he didn't start stop showing up so um, I commend him and Bo Dallas for, for doing that and being able to stick that out Tama Tonga, he is the talker of New Japan's Bullet Club. Uh, he, if you are not following him on Twitter, he is worth a follow for the things that he says about American wrestling, but even for the things that he says about the New Japan wrestlers. He's pretty hilarious about going after people. And he tweeted out, since Kenta was over here, he would like for him to slap Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks for him. Now, since Kenta's partner this coming week, this coming Thursday, or excuse me, this coming Wednesday, is going to be Kenny Omega, I have a funny feeling that he's not going to slap him before the match and say, oh, by the way, that's for Tama Tonga. Um, Tama Tonga is the leader of the Bullet Club now. But at one point, you know, we know that uh, Kenny Omega was. And he seems to have a special disliking to uh, former Bullet Club leaders, Finn Balor, um, Kenny Omega, and AJ Styles. So, just, I think that's funny. Uh, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega said, we're shocked a little bit that Kenta showed up. However, Don Callis, who was on commentary at the time, really gloated and about how this kind of thing always happens when he's around. So he is even taking credit for the AEW New Japan deal going on. I mentioned, um, gosh, it's probably been six weeks, at least, maybe two months, 
because I think it was before Christmas that um, Table Talk, I had found that. Someone had tweeted it to me. They knew that I was a Bailey fan, that I had recently for sportsobsessive.com, I've, I had written two articles on her. One uh, was after Class of Champions talking about how she, along with some help with Sasha Banks, had made a change in the WWE and carried them through the pandemic. Um, in, I believe it was late October. No, it was in November. It was after she lost Helen Cell, lost her belt. Um, I wrote another article about what is wrong with Bailey. It was when she was on her losing streak. And I said I wish they wouldn't portray her that way. Unless they're going to portray her as having confidence struggles. And go walk that path with her. Which doesn't seem like they are. But um, you can check out both of those those articles. But... At the time that I was gathering information, Bailey, one of my friends said, is on Table Talk. It's a YouTube podcast, and Devon Dudley is on there all the time. You'll want to check it out. And I said, okay. So I looked it up and watched it. And they said in the beginning, they told Bailey, you know, that Devon Dudley is extremely sorry that he can't be here. He has had some health issues and he just couldn't, couldn't be here. And she said, well, I, I, I hate to hear that. You know, I, I really miss him. She said, I miss w- w- walking backstage and seeing Devon sitting there and Sasha and I doing the testify sign to him and him laughing and smiling and she said we always cracked up about that she said he is so sweet i can't remember i think she told another story about him but he popped up and it was so surprising not only to me but it was surprising to Bailey. Um, his co-host, I guess, saw him come on and there was a way they could click to add him. Um, but he said, I was sitting on the couch. He said, one of my friends said, oh, I was watching Table Talk, and they said you weren't going to be on. He said, but I thought I would tell you Bailey's on. And yes, there is some silence, because I'm trying to get my voice not to break. But, um... He said he just had to come on to see her. He hadn't seen her in a while. 
he wanted to tell her how great she was, how great she was doing, how proud he was of her. He almost had her cry. Um, he talked about it, that he had had, 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 had some health issues, but, and that he had to take a break from table talk. However, when he heard it was Bailey, he had to make an effort. He wasn't on long, and you could see him getting tired before your very eyes. But he never said, you know, what it was. Well, um, he was on the Table Talk podcast this week, and he explained he had recently suffered a stroke, and he was in the process of recovering from that. And he it feels like he's almost back to 100%. Uh, he hopes it does not cause him any problems in the future. He is doing everything his doctors say. And um, I think it was very special knowing that now that he went out of his way for that. Um, on Talk is Jericho. Tony Khan was on and Chris Jericho said, what is a moment that in the first year, year and a half of AEW, you didn't like or you wish we wouldn't have done? And Tony Khan laughed and said, I know it was yours and Matt's idea, Matt Hardy, not Matt Jackson. But I did not like on Matt Hardy's debut him teleporting. He said, I hated the teleportation segment. He said, even as you guys were explaining it, I just didn't think it would work. He said, I didn't think it would work for the fans. He said, I didn't think it would work for me. And he said, I really regret it. He said, he he admitted, he told Chris Jericho, he said, I should have rejected that segment. I should have told you guys, no, we're not doing it. And Chris Jericho kind of laughed. And Tony Khan said, you know that kind of afterwards when I saw that, I made the comment. That wasn't going to happen anymore. And he said, you know that now I speak my mind and say, I don't think that's going to work, or I don't like that, or whatever. And you guys either go back to the drawing board and come up with something completely new, or you tweak what you've pitched or you've proposed or whatever, where it's a lot better. And I thought that was interesting because I didn't like that teleportation or teleportation segment either. But um, yeah, I I did think that was interesting. Man, uh, Bad Bunny is making a ton of cash now after being 
on WWE's Royal Rumble. Uh, WWE fans went and streamed his song, um, have streamed other ones of his song. WWE reported they came out with Royal Rumble merchandise of Bad Bunny. And it is a hot seller. The t-shirt that they actually came out with is actually the best seller of 2021 right now. And, I mean, I know we're only in the first week of February, but still, that's, I think, pretty big deal. For those of you who don't know, uh, WWE let Steve Cutler go, who had been with WWE for seven years. He had been part of the Forgotten Sons, and he got heat, supposedly, with Vince McMahon when he contracted COVID-19 in January. He tweeted out that this was true and stated that let the 90-day countdown begin. Um, Deanna Perrazzo, his girlfriend, who is in Impact Wrestling Knockouts Champion, stated that she believes things, when one door opens, or when one door closes, another opens, and that he will see a bright day sometime in his future. But for the next three months, it's probably going to suck. I mean, I hate that for him. I didn't like him in um, Forgotten Sons. He was part of uh, Baron Corbin's group for a very short period of time. Didn't really get to know his character there. So not real sure what to think of him I don't know if Deanna Perrazzo has enough pull to get him hired at Impact Wrestling, or he has a body of work that would get him hired in Impact Wrestling. I have no idea. So we will follow the Steve Cutler uh, kind of developments as they go. A lot of people writing know why did he get fired and not Jackson Riker who made uh, some political firestorm comments this summer uh, when they took the Forgotten Sons off TV. My personal opinion, you can disagree with it if you like. It's wrestlingovertime at gmail.com. I think what he said, he got taken off the air, the group got taken off the air, because of the backlash of the fans and of the sponsors. However, what he said, I believe that Vince McMahon did not have a problem with. And that is why he is still with the company. If Vince McMahon had a problem with what he said, he would be gone. But I don't believe he did. Um, and I think it, that is being proven by them waiting a short period of time and now putting him against Jeff Jeff Hardy with Elias. And he's been on TV, you know. Vince McMahon believes if you wait long enough, 
things go away. We've, we've seen that with Hawk Hogan. Now, this is the last thing. I know we're hitting the 30-minute mark, so this is the last thing. Um, we talked a little bit about Trey Miguel being on impact. Um, he came back last week, and then this week had a confrontation where Sammy Callahan said that he needed to reassess his life. Well, I think that's what happened. Um, I think Trey Miguel did reassess his life. I told you about his nephew being born and the family having some issues, the nephew having to stay in the hospital, family having to stay around the clock. And Trey Miguel said he could not imagine moving to Orlando with the other two rascals at this time and leaving his family and leaving his nephew. He said, you know, he knew planes flew back and forth, but with a newborn and the pandemic that we're in, he just couldn't get off a plane and walk right in and pick him up. And so he made that decision, but he said he also has... There's a wrestling school that he works for where he's one of the head trainers. He's there every single day. And he said he just didn't want to give that up either. He enjoys it. He enjoys working with people, uh, training people, uh, sometimes while they're training. And he's showing them a move or working with them on taking a bump or whatever. He gets ideas for new things. So that was very important to him, too. Impact fits his schedule at this time in his life. And I'm thankful that there are wrestling companies out there that are willing to do that for people like him that are wanting to be with their nephew, don't want to move to Orlando, um, want to continue helping new wrestlers get into the business with wrestling school and other things like that. So um, that's news and thoughts for today, for Thursday, February 4th, 2021. You're not getting any more today. Now, you may get tomorrow's February 5th on Friday, but um, no more Thursday news. So if you guys have any questions, comments, problems, or protests, let me know at wrestlingovertime at gmail.com. Or hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Wrestling Overtime. I'll be more than happy to talk to you. And um, I will be talking to you soon. I'll see you down the road. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. 
so you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.